0: Welcome to RFC Extra number 46. This will be covering uh, some of the news that came out of NYCC this last uh, weekend uh, from the perspective of uh, Anthony Percali, the owner, operator, madman behind uh, TFU.info. We desperately wanted to get him on the show when we recorded on Thursday night, but unfortunately Skype didn't like him and I didn't like having to pay Skype to call him on his phone. So we weren't able to do it then, but I'm really happy that we have him now. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> good. How How you doing today? Good. Good. How are you? Good. You did uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or were you there at all today? This is Sunday. No.
1: No. Yeah, I, I usually have to give myself a day between uh, doing your Comic-Con and going back to work because it's just <laughs> that exhausting.
0: I have. Yeah, I've been to, well, I've been to like TFCon once. I've been to Baltimore t- Comic-Con a few times. Yeah. If you can be home Sunday to relax before you go back to work on Monday, it's it it's a plus. So there's your there's your con advice for the for the show, everybody.
1: Yeah, it would be that. And especially with a con as big as New York, um, don't expect to do don't expect to be able to do everything you want to do. So have a plan and just know it's probably not going to work out.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, And sometimes it's because there's just so much other times it's because you end up talking to maybe a creator or someone you really like and you get into a conversation. And Next thing you know, an hour or two is gone. You're like, well, I guess I'm not doing half the stuff I wanted to do today. But sometimes it's for really good reasons.
1: And that happened to me, actually, in Artist Alley, uh, that there were so many Transformers artists. And I, I ended up talking with Nick Roche and Alex Millen and Dan Kanna and Brendan Cahill. And, and so there were a lot of those folks peppered around. And then you realize you've lost, you know, an hour and a half, two hours just chatting with each one for, you know, 10 minutes or so.
0: Well, I can think of worse ways to lose an hour and a half, two hours. I'll tell you that right now. Yep. Yep. Okay, so first off, I actually want to cover something that happened after we recorded Thursday night. Uh, now, you were present for the IDW panel, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, and is it just me? Did I miss something? Or did they, did they discuss absolutely nothing that's coming up from the Transformers in 2019?
1: No, they did not discuss. Well, they discussed a little bit of what's coming up for the rest of 2018 they didn't touch on anything from 2019 so uh it was just basically uh unicron number five Uh, they showed the cover for unicron six and some of the interior art for number five they showed the covers for lost light 25 and optimus prime 25 and john barber mentioned that uh optimus prime 25 is pretty much the epilogue as far now, I don't know if that's an epilogue to Unicron.com, uh, Unicron.com, uh, <laughs> to Unicron. I did see Kevin this weekend, so <laughs> Kevin Lucas was at the uh, Hasbro event. Uh, and I don't know if that was just an epilogue to the whole story and the universe or to the Optimus Prime, uh, you know, robots in disguise story arc that John was so heavily involved in. Sure.
0: Yeah, I was definitely impressed with the, you know, you saw some great art from Milne on some of the covers and, uh, you know, Roche and everyone. Uh, Jack Lawrence had a really nice cover for the last issue of Law Lost Light. So good stuff there. But I was kind of and I I believe you mentioned this on Twitter. Nothing about the upcoming GoBots book, which you'd think they'd at least have some art or something from to you know show off from that.
1: Uh, no, and it's weird. They did talk a little bit about the GoBots book, uh, but in reference to the new GI Joe Sierra Muerte uh, book, uh, and and I think. Uh, John Barber realized he didn't have go slides in there and was like I probably should have had those in here. Oh. He mentioned that if you were a fan of of Tom Scioli's work on Joe versus Transformers that the uh the new the take of uh I forget the artist's name but the artist who's working on uh the new GI Joe book it's not it's not in this. It's in a. It's a similar offbeat take. I don't think it's anything. Anything like Tom Cioli, but uh, I think it's if you liked one, you'll probably like the other.
0: Okay. Well, at least there's something to take away from it. I know personally, I was. I didn't get into it from the start, so I didn't really find a good. There's really not a good jumping on point in that book. I don't think so. This will be one I'll be picking up from the beginning. So it'll be interesting to see how I feel about it. Um, I know the the art was a little crazy uh, in Transformers versus GI Joe. For sure, and the storyline for that matter. Um, I think Brian Kilby famously once said that it was basically a universe where the cocaine was never taken out of uh, the, the drink Coke. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes with the uh, with the GoBots.
1: I was trying to describe that book to a friend of mine actually uh, at the con, and because I found uh, in a dollar bin like everything but like the first issue. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I would have, and I would have bought them. Uh, for him if the first issue was in there i was gonna be like yep i will do it because you need to read this (laughs) and um i I basically described it as jack kirby doing gi joe and then there were a lot of good drugs involved so yeah that's probably about right (laughs) (laughs) very fitting then
0: all right well i just want to make sure i didn't miss anything because you did i didn't see anything from you i didn't really see anyone from anything else so kind of surprised i mean this is the this is the big uh Comic, you know, NYCC has a bit of a comic book focus, so I'm surprised there was nothing there. I guess maybe they'll just put out a press release once they actually have the information, unless like, I can't imagine they're waiting until something like SDC next year or something. Well, you
1: know, the vibe, I, and I, look, I talked to, I was talking to the artists, and, and I, I wouldn't say, you know, um, the vibe I got from them, and nobody gave me specifics, but I would say that there may be, um, I'm trying to find the right word here, but I, I think it's it's not so much IDW's uh, doing at this point. I oh, think okay. Hasbro hasn't given them a direction to go. Oh, you know, that's that might be the vibe I've gotten from the from the from the artists and stuff that that there isn't necessarily a directive of Hasbro saying we want you to do this with our stuff. So IDW can't then go and go we're gonna go do this with your stuff (laughs) so they need. they need kind of i i I, the vibe i got is that hasbro hasn't really made a decision on what they want to do yet uh and i think that is what's you know and again that is more speculation than anything there's no you know no fact there's no one official telling me that's exactly what's going on uh that's more of kind of the feeling i've gotten from from talking to people
0: okay well okay good to know um and yeah nothing official there so no, nothing on the record, but it's nice to know at least a feeling from what we we suspect might be uh, what's going on behind the scenes, which is nice. And I would love if the artists, at least the majority of the artists, are still involved when it comes back. Um, I think uh, I don't look forward to a world of Transformers where I don't get um, Alex Milner art. I really don't look forward to that.
1: Yeah, and I think you got to think of it this way. You know, there's a bunch of artists out there that already do it. Um, it would be silly for IDW to not go back. To that well, uh, and have to train up other artists to kind of you know get the right look and feel for the, for these characters. So I, I imagine you know it, you won't, I don't know if you'll see all of them, but I imagine you'll see a lot of the of the creators come back at least at the art on the art side. All right, well, fingers
0: crossed for that. So, all right, so I guess at this point we can uh, focus on in on the toys. So your day started out basically they didn't have like a breakfast or anything per se, did they? Or what was the what was the first event on Thursday? Uh, you guys kind of met and looked at some of the uh, upcoming toys, correct?
1: Yeah, so there was a morning morning event uh, that was more of a, you know there was a bit of conversation because there wasn't a lot of toy uh, toys there. So that was basically uh, one step changers for Cyberverse, uh, some actually a couple of different size classes for Cyberverse, uh, some Energon Igniters, and I'm trying to remember if the bumble the bumblebee masterpiece wasn't on hand but the artwork was for the amazon ad and um there were the two posters that were on hand the megatron and the decepticon group shot
0: was this hands-on were you able to mess around with a couple things uh no but i was able to have
1: um ben montano show me a few of the gimmicks so i was able to show off i get video of the gimmick of Soundwave warrior class having this laser beak like cuckoo clock thing inside of him (laughs) for lack of a better term right Uh, because he doesn't come out he's stuck in there so he's basically the the laser beak cuckoo clock and uh uh, prowl which he was kind of hesitant to show me because the it wasn't a final version it was a a sample model and the the gimmick didn't work 100 percent all the time so the the shoulder cannons flip over they kind of got stuck on his head in in the version he showed me but it, it wasn't a production
0: final well fair enough yeah I think it was specifically your video of the, the Soundwave, which I think that Soundwave toy looks nice. Um people listening to RFC know I'm being pretty selective with the Cyberverse stuff because the gimmick does seem to be a little limiting. But Soundwave seems to be one where I could probably spring for it. Even if you do even if the uh, the cuckoo clock aspect, if you will, is a little kinda ridiculous. I I still think it it fits the aesthetic really well, and I, I do think that's actually kinda cool.
1: Yeah, I think it wins on the uh, the silly factor. Uh, the figures did have knees too, but I think that's more of uh, a symptom of the fact that they need them to transform uh, for those two. Uh, there was also a warrior-class uh, hot rod uh, on display, which had some sort of shoulder weapon release, so the, the weapons come out of the shoulders and into his hands, uh, but they, they didn't want to show that because those really were sticky, I guess, and they, they didn't want to kind of get bad press before that toy actually has a final version.
0: All right, so that's some fairly positive uh, overview on Cyberverse, which is good. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a line or two to get a feeling for these things. Um, as much as I like to pick up a Starscream here and there, that first wave Starscream just didn't do it for me, but I really like the Crab Tank Shockwave. So hit and miss. Hopefully we'll get more mi- uh, more his- hits than missing coming up here in the next few lines.
1: Yeah, plus a um, an improvement to One Step. They're actually adding accessories to them, so they have either... Uh, they have weapons or they have missile launchers. So Megatron has a firing missile. Bumblebee has a spinning blade thing, uh, and and a couple of the other ones. Wheeljack had a shoulder cannon, but I don't know wh- exactly what that did if it comes off or if it fires. But uh, so they're adding accessories now to the one step figures.
0: Oh, that's good. All right, so this is that was the pregame, if you will, and then yeah. we're now okay. So were you present in the room for the actual Hasbro panel, or were you? Did you guys have to watch from uh, outside or? somewhere else
1: so we could have been at the panel um i certainly could have gotten down uh the thing is the logistics of it made it kind of tricky to do so and and i've explained this on my podcast a little bit so the the hotel was located where the hasbro event was is located on the east side of manhattan uh in the mid 50s so right by trump tower essentially Uh, it was about a block off of trump tower the the panel and new york comic-con is located at the jacob javits center so that is uh about a mile south of that and then entirely on the opposite side of manhattan island so <laughs> it's on the west side of manhattan island closer to new jersey um so to take a train down there walk then from the train to javits center it's about a half hour uh which is fine it's do there was doable between the time the first morning session ended and uh The folks from Hazra were set to go on. However, we were due back at 1 p.m. up on 56th Street. So uh, between the time that ended and getting back uptown was going to be cutting it close. So a number of us, including Diecast and myself and Ben from BWTF, we decided just to hang at the hotel and watch the stream, which if you were following the stream, you know, it wasn't there. Right. So we learned about everything just about along with you or anyone who was at home because uh, we were waiting for photos from whoever was lucky enough to shoot it.
0: But you were actually, after the panel, and we will get back to some of that, after the panel, you were able to see, actually be present for the diorama and everything they had ready to go afterwards then, correct? That, that is correct. Uh, so the panel itself, I think the biggest takeaway, and of course they covered, you know, Cyberverse uh Generations, uh, we saw the next Titan class figure, which there was some speculation if we would actually have a Titan class because, uh, let's see, Fort Max and um, Tripticon, they've all shown up at uh, particularly Ollie's, you know, for pretty deep discounts. So there's a question as to the sell, how much they've sold and stuff like that. I think we got a hint a day or two beforehand where they said uh, someone asked, I believe, their Instagram account if there would be a Titan class, and they said watch, you know, watch this weekend so there was at least a hint there were you expecting um omega supreme or did you think something else was going to be in the wings
1: no i i mean i fully expected i had it down basically in my head narrowed down to either Scorpionock or omega supreme and i was leaning mentally heavily towards omega supreme because he fits the the line he fits the pattern they've had where they try to alternate autobot decepticon and they went two decepticons in a row so i figured right. it was going to be an autobot um and the reason, the only reason I thought Scorponok would be, uh, doable at this time is that it's the only thing I could think they can use that trypticon mold, uh, to remold into, to retool into that. Sure. Uh, there's probably some parts it would be heavy part swapping, but it would probably be easier to do than to build it from scratch. So yeah, I, I really thought, uh, Omega Supreme was the one we would, we would see, uh, I was not expecting him to have a micro master with him and for that to be countdown, which I think is a, a brilliant, brilliant, uh. Uh, use of the character name, and uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's it looks nice. It looks about Voyager size, and uh, you know I'm only going off the pictures that that I saw that everyone else saw. So.
0: Did uh, can you describe the look on Diecast's face when he found that it wasn't Unicron? Uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, we were so busy being frustrated with the uh, the YouTube feed not working uh, that I don't think uh, he had a chance to be disappointed. Uh, we did ask Hasbro about you know Unicron for something like um has lab when we were talking to them and uh, uh they certainly hinted at that that would be like the appropriate place for something like that um though you know some of us were, were trying to be like well maybe c cons first and and we did explain to hasbro that we really just want c cons so Diecast does not get unicron uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be so great
0: if hasbro was in on the whole thing
1: it would it would and uh who knows maybe they will uh they also really appreciated uh I think it was. It was hey, Mickey uh, had tweeted at me during the the 1 p.m. event uh, to find out about reflector. If he, uh, if you had more than three, could you keep connecting them and make an infinitely long camera? Right. Uh, and the answer is yes. Excellent. So, so uh, uh, it's just good to know uh, the Hasbro guys had not. done John Warden hadn't even thought of it, and uh, he was standing and going, "You know, you know, you could do that." <laughs> so that. Uh, <laughs> So uh, whoever out there who wants to do that, uh, the challenge has been uh, laid out there. Let's let's see some photos.
0: Just make sure you label it. Hey, Mickey mode. That is a requirement.
1: (laughs) Yes. So you do need three every time you want the lens. Uh, That was the one thing uh, John did point out is that the lens is uh, the accessory in a third. So in order to make the full lens, you need three accessories.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I even remember back at um, SDCC this year uh, when they d- debuted uh, the HasLab with the uh, with uh, Jabba's Barge. I, re- I distinctly remember during the question and answer for the for the Transformers team, um, John Warden pointed out, they're like, would you like to see Unicron in HasLab? And, you know, he'd get an appropriate response. So th- I think that's been in the back of his mind for a while now. So hopefully that'll be the next HasLab, whether they do something else before that or what is, you know, yet to be seen. But I think... Yeah, I think if we see Unicron, it will be through that. I, I think that's a safe bet.
1: Yeah, and I think they've had that plan for Unicron in the works since basically the beginning of Combiner Wars. Uh, one of the things we discuss, you know, when when you have one of these meetings, one of these events, like you have people from all the big sites, so you start talking big ideas and start talking about like what were they planning? You know, you have a good brain trust of people there, and one of the things we were discussing is that um, with the Bumblebee movie being shifted from May to December, and the brand kind of uh synergy kind of being focused towards that point in time so that the comics are done the you know all the cartoons kind of fit that uh evergreen look and the movies now starting to look like that evergreen look in some ways uh that since everything is kind of ramping towards that point in time uh that power of the primes was probably shortened to some extent right and then if it was shortened that they probably were building towards you know uh a titan within Power of the Primes. Well, that would have been Predaking. But then a titan at the end of the full Prime Wars trilogy, and who better for that than Tripped uh, than Unicron?
0: Okay, so we have the panel, and then we then we come to uh, the diorama more or less. Um, yes. Off the top of your head, what were you most impressed with overall? Was it a was it a figure? Was it ha- was it how the figures seemed to interact with each other? Um, the diorama itself is quite impressive, so I think we can give some credit there. Um, what were your? I guess what are your overall your takeaway from what you saw in that basically in that little action scene they had there for you. Uh,
1: well for me personally, I think, I mean, there were, there were a couple of great takeaways. I know everyone's really impressed with the shockwave. Um, I, it's funny cause I've gotten a lot of questions about that and I'm like, I was so nonplussed by it, but it lo- and it's not that it doesn't look great, but I guess it's just shockwave isn't one of those characters that kind of makes me, uh, get really excited about a line. Um, what really did it for me was reflector and the fact that he's a troop builder and that you can combine him into three to make the camera mode. Uh, and that it's probably the first reflector we've ever really gotten. That looks like the cartoon reflector. So I think for me, that's, that's a big one. Uh, uh, brunt and the weaponizer feature brunt being just what he is. And that IDW reference that he is, is kind of cool, but just seeing him have a robot mode, which he's never had, and then making him the weaponizer uh, and the interactivity in the toys is another thing that I think is really great. So that the toys can then wear parts and then swap weapons and swap micromasters and battlemasters. Uh, there's certainly a great little set of play pattern here where the gimmick isn't the transformation. The gimmick isn't you know something that goes on the toy. The gimmick is that the toys uh, all just work together. And I think that's that's pretty neat. I would say, you know, those were probably my big takeaways. Uh this also and then there's a lot of neat Easter eggs. Uh, you know, Laserbeak has his more than meets the eye episode face yes. from before they land on Earth. And then Soundwave has the lamppost mode, which is really cool. And um oh and Skytread, aka you know, Flywheels as as people are gonna call him anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh he can combine with battle the the pieces from Battle Trap and uh I think that's that's really neat, and he's the same size, according to John Warden, as Battle Trap. So you can combine, the, you could swap halves, or you know, or put them next to each other; they'll be the same size. Uh, one thing that uh, people may not have gotten out of the official images or in the reporting is that the individual pieces for Skytread do not have individual robot modes; they only form the combined mode.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was aware of that either. So, well. You know, it's not exactly what everyone wanted, I guess, but I think that given the circumstances, I, I can certainly live with it. But I don't have the connection to that that I think other people might. I mean, it could be worse. We could not have him at all, I guess, right?
1: Right, and and when you get down to it, you know, are you just displaying Battle Trap combined, or are you displaying him in those two little individual modes? You know? Exactly. <laughs> so, I, so I think you know the 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 individual modes are nice to have, but they're not they're not a deal breaker if the the combined mode looks as good as that one did.
0: Yeah, I think the only people who might have problems with that are the people who got, who were upset that uh, the components of Titan Class Devastator don't have elbows because they actually have a Devastator that's combined and a Devastator that's in robot, you know, separating the robot mode, so. Right. There's only so many people, people like that, I guess. Right. How did you feel the, how did you feel the Tetrajet looked in person?
1: You know, I know a lot of people are bothered by the undercarriage. That didn't bother me so much as the fact that it didn't come to a point at the top. Okay. I think that that was a little, and it's not that I dislike it. I I love the fact that we're even getting uh, a Tetrajet. Uh, it's led me more to believe that the Tetrajet that we're seeing is maybe a pre-tool for something else. Uh, looking at that nose cone, Part of me really believes it might be a skyfire uh, in the future, okay, and which would explain the undercarriage because that would work so much well, more well, so much better, I guess, with with a skyfire. Right. And looking at how the leader classes work, where you can tack on armor to make bigger figures, such as you know, Ultra Magnus with his Tabbot and um, the Shockwave, being that the smaller figure really does look like Shockwave. Um. Who knows, maybe they port that that mold into a leader class figure and it's a leader class Skyfire with armor that makes him look like the cartoon model.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Now, did you get a good look at the, the, like the Voyager Megatron coming up? I asked because obviously in Titans Return, we had the Triple Changer Megatron, which had a tank mode, but also the jet mode. So there's a little bit extra in there. From what you saw of it, did you see, can you see the kind of the path they took to get to where they are now? Or, you know, how does it look compared to what we got in Titans Return?
1: Uh, It's funny because I don't I've never opened my Titans Return. One. Oh, really? That the, yeah, the, the Blitzwing Megatron. Uh, I've, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. But to compare it, say, to the Combiner Wars leader class one. Right. Um, There's certainly a, a through line there. Um, I think, you know, you're, you're stuck having him as a tank. You know, it's just a matter of how do you get there and what's the best look. Uh, there's certainly a visual evolution even going so far back as Armada Megatron. So, you know, that it has the, those two points on the side and the two points on the back kind of, uh, you know, long treads in a, in a middle section. Uh, some of the neater things about Megatron that I noticed is one being scaled with Optimus looks really good, great, uh, especially with the two next to each other uh, Two, his his gun cannon has the fusion cannon. So in vehicle mode, the the fusion cannon sits in the middle of his turret and there's an additional cannon tacked onto the front. Uh, so that means you could also tack that piece on in robot mode. So you can have this really long fusion cannon on his arm or the standard kind of, you know, traditionally fusion cannon. Uh, the last thing is the sword. Uh, his sword is made to look like his G1 Japanese version sword. Okay. So when you see the sword, it's actually designed in a very similar way to look like that sword. And neat touch here is how it interacts with the battle masters. So uh, Lionizer turns into a sword and comes with a swipe uh, slash effect. Yeah, that's that's the word. And that piece can actually be attached to. There's uh, tabs on Megatron's sword for attaching that or another or multiple uh, versions of that onto his sword to make him look like he's
0: swiping. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, I hadn't gotten that much detail about that Megatron yet. So all that sounds really good, especially that he looks good with that prime um i know there's a little trepidation because we get a prime in pretty much every line but ha- to have a prime that matches up well with a megatron it's been a while since we've seen that i think yeah yeah uh we didn't want to make this too long so i think we're down to the point where i actually have just kind of a final question for you now okay so you were with us on the live stream when we were when we covered sdcc when we first saw this line what was coming and i think to be fair We were we were kind of there was trepidation. You know, we saw these figures. We saw the battle damage, uh, which had actually come out, I think, through IGN a couple days before that. And we weren't we weren't sold yet. I guess this is a way a good way to put this. I believe nonplussed is the how I describe it. That's a great way to describe it. I will give you points there after seeing these things in hand. Now, granted, some aren't full production versions. uh, Some are just hand painted and things like that. Uh, how would you rate your, uh, I guess, excitement or trepidation? How would you rate your feelings about what we're going to get with Siege uh, coming up here in a few months now as compared to how you felt uh, just, what, three, three, three short months ago, really?
1: Three months ago. I would say it's it's done, I mean, I wouldn't say it's an incomplete 180, but it, I'm certainly excited about the line where I wasn't before. I think the interactivity, but, you know, and seeing that up in person and up, up close, and seeing how you can build a, you know, there was a, a hound on display that that was built up with a whole bunch of weapons on it, and right. uh, that looks super cool. Uh, and, like, knowing that you can do that and kind of uh, give them kind of a super combined mode, and it's very, it's very Armada-esque in that, you know, okay, you're not attaching Minicons. Actually, you are. You're doing in the MicroMasters because they all have 5mm uh, ports or holes on them, and they have the combined gun mode. So it's very, it's very much in that Armada play pattern of adding smaller things to bigger things. And, um, there's going to be ways people are going to figure out ways to add the deluxe figures to the Voyager figures and the Voyager figures to the, you know, the, to the leader class figures, I think, you know, you're only you know, a few key accessories, maybe from other lines or previous lines of really doing some cool and really ridiculous stuff. The battle damage that people were kind of down on, uh, the upside to a lot of that is that it is some sort of tampographing process. It isn't exactly a tampograph, but it's not stickers. Uh, stickers are gone from the line entirely uh, with Siege. And I think that is uh, a huge plus for for the line uh, so that if you don't like battle damage and you're into the customization, you can probably find a way to get rid of it if, if it's really something that bothers you. Um, the last thing, and this is the thing that really kind of turned me around. Uh, the thing I was always bothering me about this was the character selection. Um, it's characters that have been tread many, many, many times before. And I, and I'm more of the one more understanding fans in this regard. Like I get it. You have to refresh the line for a new batch of kids every five years. Oh yeah. Uh, there's another wrinkle in this that, uh, we probably didn't consider. And I think it's very important. And that is, uh, much like Power of the Primes and Studio Series, this is being sold uh, in tandem with Takara Tomy. So this is also being the same line that's going to go out in Japan. And when they design the line, they're now doing the character selection uh, in coordination with Takara. And so that means they have to pick out characters that are also going to sell in Japan as well as sell here. Oh, sure. And so that makes uh for a different mindset that you can dive into 87 and 88 and 89 but you have to make the right dives into those years and so and you have to make the right updates to the characters you haven't done before so i think um what we saw as maybe lazy character selection was actually very uh carefully picked out character selection
0: oh i'm sure yeah i've never um even though my even when i wasn't sure about things i i still put enough faith in a company like hasbro they know what they're doing we might not like it per se or understand it but they're doing what they're doing for a reason you hope it's a good reason and i think what you just outline are good reasons you know they they have to work within these limitations otherwise there might not be a company called hasbro around if they don't do things the right way
1: exactly and it and it's funny we were talking about that they're, the younger fans and and some of the people that maybe a little more except uh don't remember a time where there weren't transformers and we do
0: oh yeah <laughs> All right, well, Anthony, I'm so glad we we're able to get you on to talk about all this. Again, I feel really bad we couldn't get you on the live stream, but it was it hey, it's a Skype issue. Imagine that. A podcast had a Skype issue. Shocking. Yeah, no me. worries at all. <laughs> uh before we go, why don't you tell everyone where we can find you and your fantastic podcast?
1: Okay, let's let's do the rundown. So you can find this if you're listening to this podcast like anywhere but the website, anywhere but uh TFradio.net, you will be able to find my podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, uh stitcher and many more i'm also on youtube at youtube.com tfu info uh where the podcast does get posted as a video it doesn't actually move for the most part uh every so often i'll do a video episode but for the most part it's still image so you can just listen along on youtube uh and of course you can catch up with me on twitter at tfu underscore info and on facebook and instagram uh the username there is tfu info all one word
0: It's a valuable resource to be following during stuff like this when you actually want to see what's going on, you know, on the ground level.
1: Yes. And speaking of valuable resources, uh, the website www.tfu.info, we are now entering our uh, 16th or or 16 years. We'll be in 17 years at some point uh, (laughs) next year.
0: Yeah. All right, once again, Anthony, thank you for joining us, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you will, please uh, help us out, tfradio.net slash Amazon for all your Amazon purchases. Uh, Sends a little bit of money Brian Kilby's way, which is much needed because podcasts can be expensive, especially when you have a, a successful podcast empire. I don't know what that's like personally, but Brian's doing a pretty good job. So thank you for all for listening, and check us out on the main show, Radio Free Cybertron. Uh, we stream every Wednesday. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock and that's tfradio.net slash live. Come join us there. Thank you, and until next time, this is Jason for Anthony saying, we will talk to you later. Let's
1: go,